Hey guys, welcome back to Sizing Up. And I'm your host, Jack Despeck. Unfortunately, I, I'm sure everyone addressed the elephant in the room. Colossal Maker is absent. I'm not sure what's going on with him at the moment, but I wish him well. And if you're out there hearing this, miss you, buddy. But I'm going to carry on the show as best as I can and hope you return soon. But with that being said, this week's episode has been altered it was going to be a topic between me and colossal maker talking about ig and the platform and how it's kind of censoring the fetish but we'll talk about that another day today i have a very awesome guest you might know him and i'm just gonna let them go ahead and introduce themselves so go right ahead hi so my name is martin um the content creator named uh, micromedia gts um, I'm doing that stuff since, well, let me, let it be two months. So I'm pretty fresh. Um, I started as, I started as a watcher, but, um, a few months ago I decided to do stuff myself and yeah, here I am. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Um, I know we've had you, you, you like, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. That's all. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. We've talked back and forth mm-hmm. before and mm-hmm. had our guests lined up and everything. We considered you. So the fact that you were able to come on at such short notice, I really appreciate you for that. And like, so I guess we'll dive right in. So how did you get into the Giantess fandom? Like what, what led you? Oh, just, just, just talk us through your history through that. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I, all these years, um, I was just a watcher. I consumed that stuff. I wasn't um, on Instagram that much because um, I, w- I was I'm on Instagram for many years. I guess it's seven to eight years, but more on my private um, account. Um, I was doing um, as I first started as I first started my Instagram account. My private one was because I made music, but it ended a few years ago. So, but I decided to to keep it. Um, and I got to watch more and more um, people on Instagram who do uh, who are doing um, stuff for Giantess Fetish. Um, before that, I was just, uh, as I said before, a watcher. But um, on other platforms, or it's not really a platform, but I was, yeah, or what? No, it's it's a platform. I was on on YouTube and and were, mm-hmm. was searching through all that stuff. And yeah, cool, cool. All right, all right. Um, I, I do feel like a lot of people do get their start just by watching it, um, mm-hmm. whether that be from something they saw on TV or, you know, there's an episode where you have someone shrinking and that kind of starts mm-hmm. it. So um, it's always interesting to see how people get into it. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to know, was there like a moment that stood out to you that was like, yes, this is it. This is this is what I'm into. I'm totally behind the idea of women being giantesses. Like mm-hmm. what was the moment that, what was your aha moment when you realized you liked it, like had yeah. a passion for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, f- the first time I remember it, it's, it, it was pretty basic, you know, because when you're, you're a kid, you are, you're going to the sexual phase more late, more lately, or more when you're going towards coming, coming to the puberty. Um, but but the first glance at, at having that fetish at, at, that I, that I discovered that I have something like this, but as a kid you just think it's it's 
it's regular stuff. It's what everyone has. But if you when you become when you grow older, um, you discover more and more that there is something special to you that not everyone has and not everyone shares. Um, and I, I don't think there was one one moment where I realized it really, but it was a, it was a slowly process where where it came more and more where where I came more and more uh, aware of it. Um, but that I that I really, really have that finish was when I first um, went on YouTube and was watching the real stuff. I, I, I call it the real stuff because before that, um, as you mentioned, as you said before, um, in on TV series or, or um, yeah, on TV series, there sometimes there were episodes. I, I think in the, in the '90s, there were in every cartoon there was one episode where where it was about drinking. Yep. So um, it's uh, it was. Yeah, a pretty common thing. Um, and on when I was watching these things, uh, these were not very specified as 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 they, they they weren't made for 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 a fetish. But as soon as I went on YouTube and I found all that lot stuff, it was oh, it was really at the beginning when 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 it's not I wouldn't say if internet was becoming big, but. Um, I remember the, f the first time on being on UP was, I guess, when I was 11. So it's 12 years ago. Mm. It's a pretty good time. <laughs> pretty long time. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I realized more and more that that, that this is an actual fetish. Um, before that, I, I knew that I had a, a foot fetish. That this I was uh, of that fact. I was very aware, very um, very early. But that's the giant stuff was really when when that whole uh, YouTube thing started. Yes. Okay, definitely, definitely, and I do feel like that. That's one thing I notice in other people and for myself, because I also do have a foot fetish, and I think that mm -hmm. led into the um giantess fetish, just because you know, with past partners I've had. I've always noticed mm -hmm. that I'm always at their feet and it always gives mm -hmm. them this sense of being like dominant or over you. So yeah. it's really interesting to hear that that's how the fit fetish really transforms it and translates it into the giantess fetish. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said before, like tunes back in the day had that one episode where either there's a shrinking episode and mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot more of those was now and like yeah it, it's, it's crazy how you think about it like at least every show at least did it once back in the 90s you can't tell me otherwise so i, I definitely can get on board with you and i agree with you on that aspect so mm -hmm. definitely interesting to hear how you got into it and how it was in your childhood and growing up and then going through that process of seeing it so it's I've just, seen your, yeah, go ahead. No, is this, is this, is this a common, do you think it's a common thing that you, that many people um, who have that fetish that they discovered in, in very, very early years, even as kids? Oh yeah, is definitely. It, yeah. Okay. Cause so I'm not, not the only one though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel mm -hmm. like some sort of kink or any fetish that people do have or grow with, one but i think it is mm -hmm. born from when you're younger because it's these little subconscious ideas 
that are put into your head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those ideas will just go out and leak out and you don't see anything else about it. And then sometimes those ideas come back in a way that's more prevalent mm-hmm. in our, uh, in our lives. And that might be through, you know, media, um, that might be through just being out and about and noticing things and you don't really realize it until it hits you. Yeah. And yeah. you're just sitting back like, am I weird for liking this? And then you realize that there are other people like me who have this mm-hmm. fetish or kink and I am not alone in it. Mm-hmm. And some people get a lot of different things from the fetish. Like I've noticed that, and I've said this before, I don't want to feel like I'm a broken record to the, the listeners, but from what I've always said is that there's this, there's something interesting about a woman being in power to me and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm all for that. So seeing it in this way or manner has always been amazing to me. Like it, mm-hmm. it's the best thing for me. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree that it's born from somewhere and you're, mm-hmm. and it's always subconscious. So mm-hmm definitely definitely a cool thing um regarding your work on instagram which i must say you have pretty awesome edits thank you um no problem you have some pretty cool edits i've seen them i know you've collabed on a few and you you've done a lot and i know you're you have a specific i guess niche in the in the fetish because you focus on micro and yeah definitely i and like i think it's a pretty it's a i would say that's the best way um, definitely i, I do want to learn I, more about it's that in your like, name <laughs> <laughs> so so i i uh assume that you like uh the, the tiny ones the most yeah definitely definitely the reason i chose and the reason i chose jack the spec is just because one i think micro is somewhat underrated and mm-hmm. you like micro is I, I know it's not the most popular, but not you know when, oh. when you think smaller, smaller, you think spec, you know, micro, and you just think of all these adjectives to describe it. So mm-hmm. I guess the question I have for you is like specialize in that, like the micro area of the fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Because I I, I was always in, into the the, the the tiny stuff. So um. The, when when they were when the tinies were bigger, it, it just didn't get to me. It gets to me a bit, but not the way it's 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 coming with um with being very very microscopic, um, but 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 only in a certain way. But because there you there still has to be some, um you have to you have to uh, be able to see what is really happening. You know what I mean? If you're if right, it's, if it's too small, you can you can't see the foot because it's just. There's just the wall on the on the screen, so um, where some um, a little bit limited, but I I try to make it as as small as I can. But the problem on Instagram is if I make it too small, you won't see it on on Instagram. So um, I'm trying to find a balance because I have a Patreon, and there I can upload it to Vimeo. It's much bigger, and you can see much better. So um, I I try to find. Um, the right size so you, that you can see it on Instagram and also on um, on my Patreon or on any other platform. Definitely. I do feel like, and I'm sure we can all attest to this, um, Instagram has a way of 
you know, butchering your uh, work. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it can either really mess up the resolution and kind of just leave out details, especially when you're doing zoom ins that close Mm -hmm. in it, it really can just mess with everything. So I, I don't blame you as someone who, you know, has the constantly use the reels to get the full scope of resolution videos. I feel that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do feel like there is an appeal to uh, micro just because one, I think, you know, unaware. And I guess uh, I guess I can assume this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you a fan of unaware scenarios dealing yes, with giant people? Definitely. Yeah. But, but, I, but I also like a mixture of both. Of, of Maybe it's just uh, at the beginning it's unaware, but then she becomes aware and then the whole and then all hell breaks loose, so to speak. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because because like it's it's a pretty precarious position to be in, mm-hmm. um, both both good and bad. Because if you're noticed, you you're just I mean more likely than not you're done. Like yeah. you can't do anything. <laughs> you can't do anything. Like I I think that's even worse than being four inches tall. Micro, what are we talking? Well, if we wanted to put a number on there, it has to be way <laughs> below four inches. So. <laughs> From that aspect, like you're you're just toast. Mm-hmm. But the unaware factor of it is interesting to me, mm-hmm. and just being able to, you know, be able to be that small and unnoticeable. There's there's an exciting danger to it. I guess you could say that's weird, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's an exciting danger to it. So it's interesting that you see it that way and there's definitely something to it it's underappreciated but i do think it's yeah. cool I, I think it's so, more it's more it's more tense because if yeah. when she's unaware um you can it, the video or, or 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 your life in that way <laughs> when when you're the tiny it goes much longer because um if as you mentioned if you, when she would notice you it would be over very soon um and when you're that small it's it's really hard to see you anyway so um and I, what i like too is when when you're um when you're shrunken on a just i don't I, i'm not good with numbers but if you're if you're small and then you start shrinking more that's something i like too it gets smaller gotcha Do, have you ever thought about just the idea of being shrunken so small that you're basically, I guess, non-existent, I guess. Like you shrink so small that you're in between and I, and, and that's going to a whole nother level. I'm not going to get science fiction-y here, but uh, <laughs> you would be shrinking so small that you're like almost shrinking out of existence. Into the quantum realm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I I know we have some Ant-Man fans out there, so... Definitely. Definitely. Shrinking so small that you're able to enter the quantum realm, that that would be crazy. I'm just over here just, like, thinking about it, like, man, that'd be spooky. Yeah, because you're just, like, uh, five minutes in it, but on Earth, it's five years. You know. And it, maybe you come back and no one is there. <laughs> it, it would be nuts. It would be nuts. Yeah. Moving forward, I do want to ask you, like, what do you enjoy about your work? Like, what's your process when you're going about making your edits? Because I've seen you a couple of models, some that might not be on Instagram and some that 
are on Instagram. Like one mm-hmm. edit that I really like what you did was the intro for us with Peaches Souls. And yeah. she she's an awesome model, big yeah. souls and probably one of the best out there. Definitely. But um what what about your process? Like how do you go about it? How do you go about making it and just being like create what you do? Like take me mm-hmm. to the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing is, I'm I'm pretty that the, the fact that I'm pretty new to Instagram um, is is the reason why I um I have to slowly build up um, models I can always um, talk to or write to to make stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I started uh, before I went to Instagram. I first started on Reddit, and that was writing women there. Um, and then I more and more discovered that uh, some of them are on Instagram. Then um, when I followed uh, more of more uh, more um, content creators, I found out about um, models that are pretty common. Right. And when I when I when I do when I do video as um, um, because when I when I get to know people, girls who are playing the videos, um, from time to when time when time goes on, you find out who can do good recordings and who who gets what you are telling them and who do who uh, does that best and as right. soon and as soon as you find someone you can work with it's pretty much easier because um, i i often receive videos that weren't the way i wanted them to be so right. i so i had to work around things so i had to come up with um with scenarios for example i, I made the a video where a car gets crushed Right. It was an explosion, and the the way I intended it before was it was very very different. But um, when I received the video, the way it was it was filmed, I, I couldn't do the idea I, I I had before. I wanted to to make a crowd that is uh, running away, but right. but so I don't know why I didn't do it uh, or, or why I couldn't do it. But I decided to. Um, to work around it and so i came up with the idea with someone tr- uh, trying to rescue his car from a giant's foot um which obviously goes wrong <laughs> <laughs> P- poor car um, poor so driver. so um so why so that i'm not really long into this and i can I, I don't have i don't really have one way i'm doing things right. but when i but when when i when i write models um I, I i of course i have an idea in mind um right. and yeah and if everything goes right then there that i can do it the way i want i wanted it to do so everything is fine so there's not so i i didn't really i haven't really found out one special way i'm doing things um it's just i have some one basic idea and so i have some scenario but um sometimes it just changes in the process of uh, editing because sometimes when you when you edit you you find out ah the idea that you had it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to be because of technical right. issues or of other issues so you so you come into a process where you you change things up and yeah so so basically maybe you could say my 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 way is um trying to do something and it doesn't work out the way I want it to want it to be. And then I change right. it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, that's the process of trial and error. Um, everyone, 
especially when you're doing stuff like this, your work is going to constantly evolve, change. You might have to go back and do some things. Your process is always going to, you know, figure out a way. You just always got to figure out a way to make something work, whether that is being able to fix a problem itself. Like I know, I think everyone's had this, scenario where they get something from a model and it's not quite what you want it to how they the way you picture it in your head is not how you're mm-hmm. presented it right mm-hmm. and you're always going to want to try to make an adjustment so you can try to make it work and yeah. and i think that's the most important thing in the fandom like being able to get that feel of how it's supposed to be structured and mm-hmm. and i and that goes to another topic because like there are specific poses and angles that Mm. make the fetish come to life Mm. and you really need to have that whether that is the actual and i always like to refer to the content creators us tinies being behind the camera Mm. and getting that angle and perspective of Mm. feeling like you're small and then for the model it's all about having this natural or a dominating presence and that's something that's really important like mm-hmm. um if if you've known me or anyone has known me i i like working with steen the most just because she gets the feel and the angles and the presence of how to present mm-hmm. herself as a giantess so you want to be able to not only match that but get some sort of idea of how, how can I bring this to life? And mm-hmm. I feel like those are the models that really take their craft, take this craft into it really like seriously. Mm-hmm. And those are the models you definitely want to work with. So like I said, when you, because when I see most of the, the stuff you posted and I know it's not too many posts on Instagram, I think you only have about 20, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I know like you're very selective in what you choose. Like the one you posted the other day with Steen, I like the one you did with the with her song around with her chucks. Cause you got the angle, right? You did the cut in on the zoom in of her crushing the one tiny excellent. And you basically Thank just you. got the scope of just being able to avoid this giant, woman walking around her room so you really nailed that process thank you yeah so, but, uh, with Steen, I, yeah as mentioned before i, I uh, also um worked with steen and and as i mentioned before and as you uh, said before you, you figure it's the process of figure out who can do videos best and who gets the feeling best and she's one of right. the uh, one of the models who gets the feeling the best and when i have um an idea and and when I go to her, I'm pretty sh- I'm very sure that it turns out the way that I intended it to be. Definitely, definitely, and and that's the thing. You always want to make sure that someone's able to match that. How can I say this? You want someone to be able to match that vision that you have yeah. for yeah. the work, and that's yeah. always one thing. And it's not as easy. Collabing is not it. it Collabing takes a lot. I know a lot of people will think all you got to do is walk up, walk up to someone or approach someone and say, Hey, can I edit this photo or can we work on something? And you think it's, it's, it's not that simple. You need to be able to coordinate, be able to really get the feeling of what you're Mm -hmm. trying to go for. 
and communicate. And I think that's what makes collab so cool because yeah. we have so many creators in the community who do a good job. There's, there's, um, what's one good duo? I'm sure. Are you familiar with, uh, Nike MD? Yeah. He, yeah. he does a great job with his work and the thing mm-hmm. that he does, which I think everyone aspire to is working on angles and being able to get that feeling and that overall dominant perspective. Mm-hmm. So it goes a lot into work. So yeah. definitely cool. And I, I like the fact that you do that too, with the models you contact as well. Yeah. The, the, he has a, the, definitely the, the, the advantage of um, that. He shoots the stuff himself because it's very, definitely. it's very hard. It's very hard because I live in Germany and most of the models are some on somewhere on the end of the world. So right. you are, uh, you're a, so you're so you are limited to 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 writing them via um, messaging, and it's pretty pretty hard to to um, to get it the way you want it to be. So I decided to to um, when I when I want when I wanted to do when I want to do a more technical stuff, um, I have to record it myself. So uh, luckily, my girlfriend uh, volunteered to play in some videos. Nice. So that yeah, so that makes uh, things a lot easier. Because um, then I will be able, and, and then I, I am then I am able to to work more with angles. Because the reason why I I not I'm not so good in that and not yet so good in that uh, angle game is because it's very very di- difficult to to write everything up by over the internet and then uh, hoping for the best. So um, <laughs> definitely. So the so I I the, the videos I make on Instagram will be more 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 easy. To do so, uh, they are not very much, much technical. But when I do the, the stuff with my girlfriend, it will be definitely more technical. And she was one of my videos I posted. It was it's the girl with the vans under the bed. Um, and this one I shot myself. And when you watch that video, you can see that's that it's more technical because um, I put um, shadow casting on the tinies and other stuff. Which I couldn't have done with if I had a a video sent over the internet. Definitely, and I I do recall. I do recall that video. That one seemed a lot more tighter because you were able to direct. You were able to direct her the way you wanted to. Yeah, and I I do feel like at some point I do want to be able to do that myself. Being able to get angles or shoot with someone so I can have a greater sense of how the, to how I want the work to come out. And mm-hmm. eventually I, I've been doing that with some friends of mine and just being able to get that feel. And I think that what helps you make your work makes work in general turn out better. So yeah, it's so always it's good to do more that. relaxing. Definitely. Because you're not worrying like, I don't know what if this has an angle right. Do I, have to make some sort of adjustment on the fly to make this work like mm-hmm. i i would love to be able to go around and shoot with different models that'd mm-hmm. be cool but yeah you know. i always i sometimes catch myself that um uh, that i want to do always the same stuff but but i know and i i know for myself and i want to do for myself i want to bring more variety in it but do that due to the fact due to the fact that you are a little bit limited on social media because of yeah such things as being naked so so those things will only be on patreon um 
so that, that sometimes the, the social media makes it uh, not very easy. And I, I think it's it, sometimes it's pretty strange that that accounts get deleted for absolutely no obvious reason. And oh, one yeah. day, and and just, for example, um, a friend of mine or, or someone I I, call, I would call a friend. Um, I I know him over the internet. It's um, the guy from Cinematic GTS. Yes, because he's he's from Germany too, and um, so we we have so so we have a a, a common level, so to speak. <laughs> we can we so it's easier to talk. Um, and he got he got deleted for absolutely no reason. I don't know. I can't see a reason why why they did this. And he he really put so much effort in in. in Building up his his base on, on Instagram, and then they just decide to, to delete it for no reason. And I'm a bit afraid that uh, so I'm more, or better said, I'm more careful right. uh, about this about the stuff I post on, on Instagram because I don't want to ruin everything. <laughs> because um, if, if, when you have so much followers as him, it's pretty much pretty much work to get back to the, the to the numbers you had before you had before. True, true. Uh, and I guess we can talk about more about that. Because, um, like, the, the thing that really makes no sense, and this is why mm-hmm. I've been starting to think about personally just starting to slowly transition everything over to, like, a Twitter mm-hmm. or probably making a Patreon myself. So if when I get to those more mature content mm-hmm. add-ons that I do for my work, it'll be there. But, like, for the most part, we're not really posting anything that's like flat out nudity. Like, yeah, that, that's 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 what what bothers me because I just see no reason why they did this. Exactly, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is just feet. Yeah, and like like that's really what it comes down to. It usually just ends. And someone, you know, just stopping, and it's like, oh, you violated our, um, our community it's, guidelines because you know, it's violence. Violence, and I'm like, unless, unless you guys are hiding the fact that there are shrinking machines out there in the world, <laughs> no reason why you should be flagging videos for violence because this this can't happen. And for the most part, I just don't understand why Fantasy. we're having why we're flagging accounts just for you know a fantasy when there's clearly way worse on there's flat out porn on i've seen flat out porn on instagram and <laughs> i'm sitting here like okay like this account will get flagged you know it, it seems or, random it's very random so that's why i'm that's why a lot of people in general models especially are more careful what they post and I've been noticing, I've been telling people like, Hey, if you're going to discuss content on Instagram or selling content, I mean, for whatever reason, they also see that is that's sexual solicitation. And I'm like, but okay. Okay. (laughs) But it's not like they're doing it in a way where it's being raunchy. Some people are just saying, just go here to contact me, which is fine. But we can't be flagging everyone who's trying to just expand their platform mm. and just trying to reach an audience and for the people who are just flat out, you know, out here showing it all, like, why don't they get flagged? There has to be a standard that's met. 
And I do mm. think Instagram has a bias towards, I guess, fetishes, I guess, but. Mm. But, but, but the thing is, when you, when you put it that way, um, pretty much everything is a fetish. So you, you shouldn't be allowed to post anything on, on, on Instagram because people fetishize, fetishize, fetishize it. Yeah. So, and- so people make a fetish out of it. I want to say, and um, that's very because um, the female body is very much sexual sexualized in many ways. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you put it that way, you, you, then women shouldn't be allowed to be on Instagram because um, everything is some everything can be a fetish. So only if even if she just uh, photographs her hand, it can be a fetish too. So mm-hmm. I don't I I don't get that 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 argument that they have um, telling that it's. Um, sexual content and that is that is the reason why this account got deleted i think it's pretty it's a bit stupid i guess or i think no 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 definitely definitely i mean unless instagram flags my podcast for being insensitive towards their platform (laughs) (laughs) they uh they they have to understand like you got to hold everyone accountable and everyone has to play by your rules if you if you're gonna slam on one spectrum then hit everyone on that spectrum make Mm. it count don't don't just flag people for just having a page and just doing what i've seen people try to remake their pages and instagram is like no and i'm like they they haven't even posted anything yet Mm -hmm. and they're already like no so you're on a red list blacklist so to speak they're so relentless it's scary like that's why i'm always like if you guys need to contact me for anything, if you want to get a custom from me, email me. Don't, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it over DMs because the algorithm is going to be like ready to flag mm. me. And it's a lot to be able to get that base back again. Like you said, with Cinemax GTS, the, I mean, he, he had a very large following and the fact that mm. that was all taken away due to, just trailers like it's not even his full trailer work sometimes it'll just mm-hmm. post it will just post a trailer and just say hey follow me on patreon if you want to see more and boom yeah. so like like people are legit some people do depend on you know people being able to see their work on these platforms to make a living and i don't yeah. think it's fair but it's not like that you're making big money there or that you do it's not that you are doing it because you want to big make you want to make big money right Sometimes, sometimes, like at the end of the day, just want to survive. You just want to be able to express yourself, and it's a hobby. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I love this. I, I love doing this. But mm-hmm. you and I, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there listening can agree that this is very much something to do on the side. And if we try, it, it's like it's like what your goddess Kate said a few episodes ago. She said. Mm-hmm she wouldn't want to turn this into a hobby or anything more into a hobby. Cause mm-hmm. if you do that, you kind of take the joy out of it and it becomes more of a job. And mm-hmm. if you make something you're passionate about a job, I think that kind of sucks away a lot of the joy and yeah. a lot of the passion for it. Yeah, so, because, because you have to, you have to do things even if you don't want to. And if you force most, most, most of the time it doesn't work out pretty well. Most definitely, because there's a process with that. I know I used to. I know I used to think I have to post something every day, mm. and I went into that mentality and I backed off from it very quickly, mm. realizing that you're 
you're, you want your post to have quality mm. and you want that quality to continue to grow. So I realized that I'm not going to post every single day. Mm. Shoot. There are some days where I don't post, I'll, I'll go a week without posting, but my goal is to get one or two posts out a week, let mm. it breathe and then get some more in there. Cause yeah. you're able, if you're, if you're not focused on cranking out edits every other day or every day or like every five hours you Mm -hmm. don't want to do that like you don't Mm. like it's it's cool to have the numbers and have a lot of people see your stuff but you want to be able to put out the best work you can and i feel like Mm. weekly posting or just simplifying it to like you know one or two posts a week you're able to breathe and create and produce work that you actually like so yeah yeah, I I got to admit that I'm um, mostly using um, Instagram to promote my Patreon. It's not it's not because I want to make the big money out of it or something, but right. I just want I just want to cover up my coats because um, I had to I had to get a really good uh, gaming laptop. Uh, you can rent there's a there's a company in Germany where you can rent electronical stuff, um, and when you keep it one year, you can also buy it then. Uh, but I had to to rent a, a, a gaming laptop so I can edit better because the laptop I the laptop I had uh, is not made for this. So I have monthly costs and also um, that I post my my videos on Vimeo. Um, this right. also co- this also costs mo- costs money, and there are many things <laughs> that I have to pay for. And I don't. The, the thing is, you 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 create content for that. So it's it's a hobby, as you said, and it right. shouldn't it shouldn't become um, a daily chore. Um, right. So that's the reason why I don't post every every day on on Instagram, because um, I only post once a week on Patreon, and then after that, two days after that, I post it on Instagram. And now I started to um, to post some videos I made before as a reel just to 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 gain the attention of uh, of uh, people on Instagram so that so the one so one or two or even if it's just one one single person that comes to my uh, patreon and and supports me with money that is really much appreciated so right. um, so yeah that's the reason why I just post once a week and I think it's it's okay that way because um, when I started the whole thing, I was just like, "Oh my god, I have to post every day because I mm-hmm. would love I I will lose followers or I will lose uh, people on on uh, on Patreon." But I think I can say that. Um, so in the, since since the last weeks, I just got m- a bit more relaxed and um, I lost some Patreons. So I, I think I think they have of it, but I wasn't that shocked as i i thought i would be because um if people are there it's okay but if they leave then it's okay too because i can't force anybody to to uh to stay on my patreon so it's it's okay definitely that that that's always a thing that i think we i think when you first get off and running in here you you want to come in and being able to you know be a presence in the community mm-hmm. yeah. at the same time i think when you step back and realize you want to have fun you're here to have fun you're here to enjoy 
what the community has to offer, you kind of just step back and you breathe and you're like, I don't have to, for, you don't want to have to push yourself. And that's awesome that you have that mindset. Um, because there's a lot of tools we do use, like making these edits are not easy. Um, some people are like, Oh, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a 30 minute, I mean, 30 minute, imagine 30 minute clip, the, the, um, the amount of rendering would be yeah. agonizing and my computer would probably blow up and die. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's not it's it's not that hard as I thought it would be to create videos like this, but it's it's not it's not a walk in the park either. Definitely so, not a walk in the park. Um, you, I, I, even if I do just uh, videos for uh, that are about thirty seconds long, I I really it really takes uh, a lot more to edit or to create than it's than the actual product product. So. Um, it's pretty, uh, yeah. I, I mean, um, since I started this uh, this whole thing, um, I got faster now. I'm faster now, but right. I but I still need time and um, and I and then I really always and I always hope that people appreciate that. And um, but the thing is, I'm pretty. I'm a, I would call myself a perfectionist, so I'm not always a hundred percent percent satisfied with the product I made. But um, if I if I would stick to it till it's perfect, or, or at least till I find it perfect, it would take years, I guess. <laughs> so um, some I try to be not that picky with my own stuff. But I think um, I'm my own biggest uh, critique. So <laughs> definitely, and don't ever feel bad for that. I think we all do that to a level of degree. Want to to put our best into work and being able to really, I guess, express ourselves. And mm -hmm. you don't want everyone to feel bad about that, but I think we all have that personal, you're like, oh man, if I could have just put this keyframe here, that would have looked smoother instead of doing that. Oh yeah, it's I hate really keyframes. Ah, keyframe, we can go to a whole <laughs> field about that. Anyone <laughs> who worked with keyframes know like, man, if I would have put it on this frame and it would have matched up, that would have looked smoother. And then you're just staring, trying to make sure that it hits that little bit of a frame to make it smooth. Yeah. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> Just had it. It's <laughs> agonizing. We can go on and on about that, but um, you know, um, but yeah, I, I think there's a level of professional um, perfectionism that you're supposed to have with this, and mm. there's nothing wrong with that. If you have that, that means you care about the quality of your work, and that's what's most important. Mm. So that's always good. And then, like, what what part of making the material just basically what part of content like what do you enjoy the most about making it like what brings out the joy in you when you're making it like for me it's been getting a video and just if you can get if you can get the angle just mm -hmm. PLB, that's what makes me excited like if i get a video from a model and said i can do so much with this like what gives you that yes this is it that's awesome like what gives you that joy and excitement uh, with me, it's uh, keyframes. If the if the keyframes perfect, right? Yeah, really. Because because um, what you did with the keyframes, you you will see when you play the video, or that right. the, the specific part of the video. And right. I I think that the most exciting part is uh, to see if the if the keyframes you made are correct. So if the if you find that that perfect keyframe, it's just it's one of the best feelings, and. 
the thing is, um, um, I have, I would say I have, well, I'm pretty sure I have um, ADHS. And for me, it's pretty hard to, to focus on, on things. But um, when I love doing right. the thing I do, I, I have, I have the super focus and I just, I can really lose myself in editing, editing, this, editing these videos because, um, yeah, I, I lose myself in there. I, I forget everything around me. And it's, I would say it's, it's kind of, um, some people, um, tend to do yoga, for example, to relax. And I just do these videos to relax because I really can focus on the thing I do and I can forget everything around me. Definitely. And making edits is pretty cool. It it's pretty cool. So I definitely I definitely like that. That gives you that joy and that really just having that attitude to really get into what you're working on. So that's awesome. And then, you know, looking forward, is there anything we can expect from you in the near future? Do you have any new collaborations with any other creators, maybe even models, like any new content that everyone anyone should be looking forward to? Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, I shot a video with my girlfriend, but then, so, so I guess it was three weeks ago, I, I saw a post on, on a story from a model I'm following. Her mm -hmm. name is HM Valkyrie, and um, she was looking for someone who can edit a video where she's eating a bowl of cereals. And I wasn't, I wasn't really sure if I will be able to do that, but... Uh, I took up, I, I collect all my, all my, uh, what do you say? I, I, I just made it, you know, because, because right. you, you're, you're afraid and you doubt if you will be able to do that because you're not very sure with the thing you're doing, but I was like, fuck it. I just do it. And, um, and that was a really good idea because, um, she, uh, um, she sent me the video and it's, eight minutes long and I was like at first I was a bit overwhelmed because I thought it was like yeah maybe two 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 three minutes or so right but when I saw that it's eight minutes I was a bit shocked but I I, I accepted the challenge and so I decided that I will th will do this video first because it's so well filmed um that I pushed back the video with my girlfriend so the the thing that you can expect is um as yeah a model eating a bowl of cereals with tinies in it and, awesome. a classic and I'm, one. yeah and i'm um about 70 uh, percent through with it because it's it's really long and I, I when i when i um when i edit edit it um and i keep on editing it i discover more and more things i could do and more and more uh um um, yeah, stuff that I can change with another recording. So um, yeah, I just I'm just about seventy percent into that whole uh, through the whole video. But yeah, it will, it will I, I guess it will take a few weeks till I'm very satisfied, so I can uh, release it. But yeah, that's that's the thing you can expect from me. It will be an eight minute long video of a girl eating a bowl of cereals with tinies in it. Awesome. I'm sure everyone should be looking forward to that. Any listeners out there, definitely check out your Patreon and everything from that. So just to keep it on lock with you, because I you make you produce pretty solid work. So Thank hopefully you. that that continues. And then for the future, well, um, going forward, are there any changes 
from how you've done things in the past that you're doing now? Like, how have you grown as, um, as just an editor in general? Mm. Yeah, I decided that I, that I will, when I do longer videos, it will be that I will film them by myself with my girlfriend. Right. So um, I will keep, I'll definitely keep on, uh, on being on Instagram and, and writing uh, models I can work with, or even with the models I already know and I that I already uh, worked with. I will keep on working with them because um, one girl that is in one of my in one of my last videos, she can do very very good recordings, and um, she um, when I when I say that that isn't perfect, she records it over and over again, and it's much appreciated. So. Um, yeah, I will. I I will try to mostly do my the, the the stuff myself, the filming, to make it um yeah easier for me to edit and even do um longer videos. So I I will try to um put out um a long video so a, one or two months, every one or two months I guess. Awesome, that's a great way to challenge yourself. So props for that, props for that for sure. Yeah, because the, the only the only way to learn things is just doing them. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. That that's the only way you're gonna get better. It it takes some time. It, it it's definitely hard because like I said, we all do have lives outside of this. So finding the time to do it and just get better at it and really be consistent is tough. But if you keep working at it, you'll get to where you want to be, both as an editor and just being able to produce good work. So that's awesome to hear. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you create and adding more. And then um, from that going forward, do you have anything you want to talk about additionally? Mm, just that, that I that I really hope that I'm I'm really looking forward to to uh, to release the videos because I'm I'm very curious what other people will think and what you guys will think of it. So that's. I think it's it's the biggest the biggest uh, part of excitement is to to see the reaction how people think about the thing that you've done, so yeah. But no, or I just I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty satisfied. I don't have any questions. I guess. Oh, uh, so awesome! Yeah. <laughs> oh, but no. Sorry, I mean, I'm 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 sometimes a bit sorry. sorry I'm I'm sometimes a little bit nervous because um yeah. With my podcast, I have my with my with a pal with a friend of mine. We have just, I guess, five listeners. <laughs> so, uh, so with the aware awareness that there are more people to listen to this, uh, I it makes me a little bit more nervous. So I hope that you excuse me a bit, <laughs> and also if my English is not always the most perfect. <laughs> you're, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. Don't everyone in this community so far from what i have talked to everyone's very friendly and com and, com and yeah, accommodating so definitely don't worry i'm pretty sure everyone okay. will look past that and hopefully we'll enjoy what we talked about today and overall you know i guess we can wrap up here it's been awesome having you on the show thank you just being able fun. to be on a podcast no no problem so in the future uh, we always say this to everyone, but the door is always open. If you ever want to come back on and talk about a topic mm -hmm. or anything in specific, you are free to come right in and just overall 
just being able to speak because th- yeah, this is okay. a platform for the for the fetish and people who love this fetish because there there's a lot in there and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that really you know that really get people you know hyped for it so i'm i'm happy that you were able well first of all i was happy that you were able to come on in a pinch because i was when i didn't know mm-hmm. what i was going to do for this week's episode so putting the time in your day to really just hop on and really just come in and mm-hmm. overall just letting the listeners get to know you and really just meet you so that mm-hmm. that's awesome and i am happy to get you in on such certain notice so we'll wrap up with that so that completes another episode of sizing up i hope you guys enjoyed it again with the ongoing situation with colossal maker i'm not sure what's going on with him and i'm hoping he returns soon but for the rest of the episodes going forward, I will make sure to fill in those gaps with either guests that have to hop in for episodes. But next week, we will be having Reckon Becca on as our oh. next model. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that, yeah. That, that, awesome. That's, that's one that I hope everyone's excited about. So that would I be, am. I am. Yeah. She, she is very does a lot of creative things and the Mm -hmm. fact that she doesn't have more followers on instagram although like i said i think we can deal without instagram but we're not gonna rag on instagram too much longer they'll they'll get ragged on eventually (laughs) but um (laughs) but um he's really creative with what she does in terms of her special effects videos are meant um the people she worked that she's she's overall great so so reckon becca will be our next giantess model to be on here so look out for that guys and then the week after that we will have the growing legend that is micro merchant so the next two weeks are going to be some pretty heavy hitters yeah he's a very nice guy too yeah he uh and really supportive he's so supportive he he gives so much to the community and he he's feedback's invaluable and I, uh, I, the, I hate how much of a love fest it's gonna be when I have a woman <laughs> show because he's my mentor. So I am ah, okay. like, You're I'm so on. yeah, I'm I'm very excited <laughs> to have him on. Um, I'm gonna just gonna gush about him, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, we get it, Jack the Spec. You love him." <laughs> but um, but yeah. So those are the next two weeks coming up. And then after that, after Reckon Becca and Micro, it's supposed to be me and Colossal Maker. But as I've been saying before, with the ongoing situation, we'll see how that goes. So for any creators or if you want to come on and talk in the next three weeks from now, feel free to hit me up at jackthespec at gmail. Jackthespec at gmail.com or dm me on at jack the spec on instagram and with that being said where can they find you um you can find me on on instagram too definitely definitely and you know that will be at 
uh, your at would be, um, I can't, I know it's micro me GTS, but I think it's, I think you have underscores in between that. Um, I really don't have an email or something at the moment. Not yet. Maybe gotcha. I should do it. Maybe I should do it after I heard what, uh, about what uh, Instagram is doing to yeah, creators. Just, just, just to be <laughs> so we, I think it would be better to be on an email. So, yeah. So with that being so much for continuing to support the pod, thank you again to Micro Me GCS for coming on at such short notice. Like I, and you, you really, you really came in and was able to out in the pinch and I'm going to do my best to keep this podcast. Um, we have about after these next few episodes, we have about six episodes left. So by November, that's when the season first string of episodes will be wrapping up. And then we were anticipating season two, but depending on how everything is working with Colossal Maker and how things go right there, how the pod's going to go. But mm-hmm. we're not going to get into those details right now. We're going to get to these, these first two strings, strings of episodes. But with that being said, I'm Jack the Speck. Thank you for listening in on another episode. Thank you and have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Bye. 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 <laughs>